Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Today is Friday. Woo woo! We made it to Friday. Friday, August 18th. My friend Crystal Evans Hurst is back on the podcast with me today, and we're talking about her new book, She's Still There, Rescuing the Girl in You. Uh, Crystal is a great woman of God, and she's also a friend of mine, and I think you guys are really going to be encouraged. So stick around. We're going to have a great talk with Crystal today. All right, Crystal, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me back. So um, this is fun for me, just looking through the table of contents of your book. And we spent sort of Wednesday kind of talking about owning our stories and sort of the ugly cry and and where we sort of start and the hard places of life. Um, today, I want to sort of take listeners to a different uh, to a different topic along the same lines. But um, uh, let's let's skip ahead to the redemption part and talk about what it means to live uh, with focus. Because you said that the first half of your book, well, I'll let you say that. Um, tell listeners what you were just telling me. So the first half of the book is what versus the second half? First half of the book is what we do when we're friends. I listen to you. You listen to me. I encourage you. You cry. You emote. You, you totally connect with what's wrong or what's right in your world. But hopefully the reason why somebody picks up the book is because they do want to honor the life of the girl in them and how they do that is by emoting, but not getting stuck there by moving forward and taking action. So the second half of the book is kind of, so what do you do now? You know, what does it mean to live with focus? What does it mean to coach yourself? And what does it mean to live a life where you choose to celebrate uh, every step that you make forward? So it's more of the practical, here's what you do now part. Awesome. And so um, let's spend uh, the next few minutes that we have just giving some women um, some practical tips. I'm just going to ask you like straight up. So the first thing if the mom comes to you and she's trying to get move past this point in her life and learn to live with, I guess, why I would call holy intention, like because we we become what we intend to become. Right. So if she is if she's wanting to move past this place and get done with the ugly cry and not get stuck, what's the first thing you tell her? Well, the first thing that she has to decide, what is she focusing on? Now, for most women, that involves multiple areas of focus of our lives. There's something that we want to accomplish or a place we want to be in our marriage or with our kids or in our home. We want to clean up the clutter. You know, there's so many different things it could be. Uh, Personally, what do we want to be with God spiritually? Where do we want to be physically? So we can't focus on everything at once. And normally, if there's a point of pain, that tells you what the first area of focus can be. So if you're lonely, then the first area of focus is developing community. If you're frustrated because you just got a report from the doctor that, you know, your numbers are out of whack and you need to lose weight, well, that will be the focus. If you're, if you are um, experiencing distance from your husband while it takes two to tango, there's always something you can do, even if it's just to pray for your spouse. So that becomes your focus. It's identifying now that I've, I've figured out what the point of pain is, what do I need to focus on? Uh, on putting my energies into what decision do I need to make? What direction do I need to maintain by paying attention and making sure I stay on track? What discipline do I need to exercise in my life? And, um, and, and figuring out what those things are. So we talk a lot about in the book, what it means to make a decision. How do you know? And how do you maintain your direction? Cause we're good for starting. We're not always good for finishing. Mm. And what does it mean to exercise discipline in your life? And discernment so that the people, places, and things that are around you support you in that area of focus. So we walk through what it means because everybody wants a magic pill. 
How do I live with focus and how do I move forward in my life? Well, a lot of it is just showing up and doing small things consistently. So we talk about what that means and then help the reader in identifying how she can do that. I think um, I really resonate with you when you say learning how to do small things consistently. Um, so that was something I learned from my husband years and years ago because he's, you know, read his way through the Bible several times. And I just could not seem, I think, you know, I was making lots of excuses because, you know, kids, hello, and homeschooling and marriage and life. And it seemed like, you know, when I was young and, and, and in college or even in high school, you know, I had lots of great quiet time, you know, lots of time in the word. And I find, I was so discouraged one day and my husband just said, you know what, you, you can do anything if you just do it for five minutes a day. So just start small and make it a habit, you know, get into the word five minutes a day. And that habit for me turned into something that has been, has become precious in my life. And I think I would have maybe missed it if he hadn't said to me, you don't have to bite off the whole, you know, enchilada, just take one step, one small step at a time and turn it into a habit. And that kind of sounds to me like, uh, like what you're saying, like you talked about, um, training for a 5k, which girl, I'm sorry, hat tip to you. Uh, the only running I do is running late. <laughs> uh, I am, uh, yeah, you got it. So, so you train, did you really do that? Did you really ran it? Oh, I ran the, I ran the 5k and then a half marathon and then a full. It oh, almost killed me. My word. Yeah. I, don't know that I'll do it again. I feel sort of dead for you just listening to you uh, talking about that because I'm not a runner. I can't even imagine. Uh, I mean, I, I really can't. But how did you do that? Because so, so somebody goes, I mean, I'm assuming you did it by just starting, right? Just putting on your tennis shoes and taking a walk. I started, I downloaded this app called Couch to 5K. And if you could run for 30 seconds, they figured they could teach you how to run 3.14 miles or whatever the 5K is. And so I walked out the front door and thought I was going to die, but I just kept following the program and then realized one day I ran, I did the whole thing. I ran without stopping. I so can't. then I, and I think many times the problem is we're sitting on the couch saying, I can't do it. Right. But what we don't realize is that if you bite the elephant off <laughs> right. one small piece at a time, yeah, then you can do it. Whatever the thing that's important to you and that's important to God for you, you can do it. We just make the accomplishment of moving forward much larger than what we can do in a day. Yeah. And yeah. we can't accomplish anything worth having in our lives that God wants for us in our families, in our work, in our hearts in a day. Yeah. It is the consistent showing up Yeah, to be who God wants you to be, to do what he wants you to do, to serve like he wants you to serve, to, to, to whatever consistently over time. When you say um, take a small step, I'm thinking about all the moms who are um, in their parenting. Take a small step. You know, if you got, if your house is a mess, start with one room, start with one, you know, one spot in your room and just go today, I'm going to do this one little thing. Cause it's amazing. I'm actually really impressed that you ran a marathon girl. I mean, my respect for you just jumped like tenfold. I, I, (laughs) I'm like, I don't think I could do it. Honey. I finished running that race and ran right into Cracker Barrel and haven't run in a race since. So don't get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like, how do people run? How how it's twenty? How many miles is a marathon? Twenty six plus. Holy cow! I'm always like, how do but people you know do what? that and not die? <laughs> if you can run a five k, this is what I always tell people: if you can do the work of building up to that first milestone. You really can run for as long as you want to. You, you do need to train so that your body's ready, but you've gotten rid of the fear of running, taught yeah. yourself how to breathe, and your body has gotten used to a movement that it has not yet done before. 
Yeah. And for most things, if we can get past the takeoff, yep. the soaring is not the problem. It's yep. the takeoff that's the issue. Because yep. it takes a lot of energy to change the way you think and change the habits that you have. Mm. So you put all of your effort into the takeoff and trust that habits can carry you a lot longer than your energy and motivation will. All right. So we want to ride off of motivation and then we get sad when it runs out. No, you've got to build habits and, um, and, and, and rhythms in your life that yeah. carry you beyond your motivation because your motivation will always run out. Yeah. My husband's, my husband and I are always telling people nothing in this life that's worth having or worth doing is easy. Nothing, not a single thing, not marriage. I mean, if you want to have a good marriage, you got to work at it. If you want, if you want uh, your kids to walk with Jesus, then you need to walk with Jesus. You know, if you want to be, uh, and it's just, it's the, it's that habit, those little consistent things that you realize this is going to be work, but I'm willing to do it because I know it, it's worth it. I know that um, getting to that place is going to be worth it. I want to turn the conversation really quickly around to homeschooling because I saw that you mentioned it in the book uh, that you and your, that you and your husband, the decision that you made to homeschool, because I think that the same principle applies. And because women are getting ready to start school again, I, I mean, I was just telling my husband last night, I'm actually not ready to go back to school. I need like three more months because <laughs> I, well, I bet you feel like me because of the book launch, you know, because releasing a book, mm -hmm. it's like, where did my summer go? Like I, I didn't get a summer vacation, uh, because I've been, you know, working. And so I'm not really ready to go back to school. And I've been thinking that, okay, Heidi, just we're, you know, we're going to start with one thing that I know I can do every day with the kids and sort of get back into, get back into the groove. Do you think the same, how can we tell the moms who are listening that are getting ready to go back to school? Cause there are a lot of homeschool moms that listen to this podcast. What are a couple of things, a couple of pointers that we can give to them uh, when you say, okay, we're getting ready to go back to school. And the mom's just like, I can't do it. And she's looking at the math book on her shelf and she wants to cry. How the, do we encourage the her? The math book that we didn't finish last that's year. That's the one. Yeah. yeah you have yep, the same that's book. The one. <laughs> we did I the same I thing. My, my seventh grader actually just said, Mom, I had like three lessons to do. I'm almost like, Yeah, they'll review it in the next one. But that's exactly here's right. what I always say. <laughs> and it's the same thing for the running. I didn't start out on a marathon, I didn't yeah. start out on my soaring rhythm and routine. I started out slowly. So even my kids this week, they know we're reading this week. And they know there's one other thing that I'll have them do. Next week, we'll add to it. The week after that, we'll add to it. So I'm really giving myself the grace yep. to build rhythm with myself and with my kids slowly. Yeah. I learned that a long time ago. If I jump in with both feet, we're going to burn out fast the first week. I'll be on the couch on Friday Preach. and they will be happily playing video games. That's right. But if I start slowly, <laughs> um, it gives me room to not only get them used to getting back into the rhythm of school, but also to get my life rhythms that need to be in gear to support the rhythm of school, cleaning out the clothes. We do that. And we, you know, clean out uh, yep. the stuff from last year. I mean, we do the last hurrah when all the other kids go back to school because then it's fun and it's not crowded. So we yes. just have given ourselves room to live at our own pace and to gradually increase the pace that we need to run that race. Yeah. And I love that because you talk about um, finding yourself a homeschool pacer. I love that you actually cold called a woman in your church that homeschooled and said, hey, can I observe? Can I watch you? That is a powerful yeah. thing. And you had to be pretty gutsy to do that. Yeah, well, she we knew each other and I was she kept trying to get me to homeschool and I was like, I'm not doing it unless I can go over and watch you do it. <laughs> I'm not doing it. <laughs> I know, right? But you, but she was kind of your pacer, right? She was your homeschool pacer. She was the girl who who kind yeah. of showed you this is how you get into a rhythm, and it's just one thing at a time. Because homeschooling, I think, especially this time of year, 
Um, and it sounds like you might, you and I are kind of in a similar place right now where I'm just, I'm still looking at the books that I didn't finish last year. And I, I know because I've been at this for a long time now that the first three months of the next year are all going to be a review anyway. And so, right. hey, that's a little fun tip for everybody listening that hasn't been doing this for 20 years. Uh, you can actually quit. Like stop trying to go back and get to the end of the book because nobody ever gets to the end of the book in school. Like they don't. Never. They never do. But never. for some reason, homeschool moms feel like we need to. <laughs> yep. I never finished a book. No. Never in high school or no. elementary. I never did. Nope. So Nope. And in fact, I just heard, hey, I just actually heard this a couple of days ago and I'm serious. I almost cried. I was so happy because my son has been struggle, struggle, struggle with chemistry this year. He got, I think, to the 14th chapter, but there's 17 chapters in the book. And I was like, we're gonna have to do chemistry again. Like, really, like, we're gonna have to do it again. And I wanted to like, do the ugly cry. <laughs> I just don't want to do I don't want I don't want I don't want that for him. And uh, I don't want it for me either. I'll be honest. Uh, but this woman who's been homeschooling longer than me, this is the, this is the, the trick, right? Find somebody who's been at it longer than you and then just ask them questions. She said, um, Heidi, the last three chapters of that book are actually only for um, students who are in the AP course. So if he was going to a regular school, he would have stopped at 14 and 15, 16, 17 are for the students who are in the AP program. And I'm like, shut the front door. And she's like, no, I'm totally serious. Yeah. I go, so could we be done? Can we be done? And she's like, yep, you're done. I'm like, what? Yep. <laughs> I was so happy. Exactly. So we should all check our books right now and see if maybe we just really outpaced ourselves and didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear the collective sigh? Like all the homeschool moms yes. are like, praise you, Jesus. This We can do it. <laughs> We're not going to die. I aim for the end of the book. <laughs> I plan for the end of the book. Yep. And then I live my life. That's right. I live my life. And then you live, then you live your life. That's the, yep. that's totally the thing. And I love the other thing. And I, I think we can sort of end, end on this today because I think it's such an encouragement. I love that you encourage women. Maybe they need a partner. So if you have a goal of, of growing spiritually or you want to read or cook or whatever, finding a partner is a simple, I'm quoting, I'm quoting you now. I hope you don't mind. Finding a partner can be as simple as asking someone, you know, if they'd be willing to regularly meet to write or pray. And I love that because exactly. it goes back to that personal accountability and just finding someone in your life who can be that pacer for you or who can pray with you and cheer you on from the sidelines. I love, love, love that. Yep. And I mean, when I ran the marathon, I ran it with a girl who'd run two before me. She ran a lot slower than she could have run to be running with me. Yeah. And I was grateful. It helped me to achieve. But the same thing has happened in my home life. I have people that are really ninja organizer moms. I'm not. So I say, hey, can you help me? Because I can't throw anything away in this pile, even though I need to declutter because I can't decide what's important or not. Yeah. So they come in and they help me to get through the pile and yep. our kids play and we have mom time and there you go. Yep. So there's nothing wrong with needing help. The problem is we don't like to ask for help. Preach. So you have to get over yourself. Right. And maybe be a little bold and say, I know who in my church or who in my neighborhood or who in my you know, kid's life, their mother has something that I need. Let me bring her over, feed her, take her out for coffee, bring, you know, let the kids come play, yeah. whatever. Get her a mocha with extra sprinkles. Me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then the other, the other benefit of that is you're doing the thing we talked about on Wednesday, which is you're fostering in real life relationships exactly. and you're taking a chance. And I think it's worth it. It is always worth it to have real life people that have your back. Yep, absolutely. Well, Crystal, I have enjoyed uh, fostering uh, our little in real life friendship here on the podcast today. Thank you so much for coming and sharing uh, sharing your wisdom uh, with listeners. I know they're going to be encouraged. 
thank you so much for having me. And I do pray that they are indeed encouraged. So if you guys have not checked out Crystal's new book, She's Still There, you can buy it everywhere the books are sold right now. It's obviously on Amazon. I'm going to link back to her book at the show notes today and all things Crystal Evans her. So I'll be linking back to her. Uh, Crystal, has you have a podcast, don't you, Crystal? I do. I How? do. Um, it's Let's... called Crystal's Chronicles. And if they search for it, they can find it. But if they go to my blog, I post a link to the audio on my blog every Monday. Every Monday. So I know a bunch of you are always looking for a good podcast. I guarantee you. And Crystal is uh, committed to truth, just like I am. So I know that will be a good listen for you. So check it out. And uh, for the rest of you, we're going to be coming back on Monday. And I'm going to be doing actually something really special. Monday is the 500th episode of the Busy Mom podcast. And I'm going to be giving stuff away, which I never do on the podcast because it's too stinking hard. But I figured out a way to do it. So we're going to be celebrating on Monday. And we and I will be doing Mailroom Monday like I always do. So if you have a question that you would like to see addressed on a Mailroom Monday, email me, podcast at thebusymom.com. And I will look forward to seeing you guys back here celebrating with me on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com. Mm-hmm.